DJ and PK, we're joined now by Matt Harms, new BYU basketball big man, transferring in from Purdue. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. You can visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Matt, good morning. Good morning. So, Matt, you drove through Utah, but you didn't stop. (laughs) Where were you going? Where were you headed? And did you have any idea that you were going to be back? Right. Um, well, it was a it was a trip to uh, uh, an AAU tournament in uh, Las Vegas. My AAU team was from Colorado. That's the only re- uh, time I've ever gone through Utah. Um, but it's it was definitely a beautiful place driving through it. So the way the situation was set up, Matt, you were probably going to commit to a school that maybe there was a chance that you had never been on that campus. So you accepted that. Yeah, uh, that was definitely something I, I accepted about it. You know, it's I was I've been saying to everybody that's asking me about you know how'd you make this decision even though you you never were able to be there. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm a guy that's only going to be there for a year. Uh, I truly feel bad for the guys that uh, you know are looking for a four or five year destination uh, and really having to make that decision about a long chapter of their life. But thankfully, uh, all the information that I thought was necessary, uh, I was able to get over the phone. BYU coach Mark Pope said the phone call with you, he said it went into uh, a lot of analytics on your game, and there were some numbers and some trends in your game that you weren't aware of, but you were very open to uh, learning about. And he said talking analytics can be boring in the best of times, but on a, uh, a Zoom or a Skype, it's especially hideous. But he said you stayed dialed in anyway. What did he tell you about your game that you didn't know that you found interesting? I mean, it's just extremely interesting to you know see all those numbers. You know, the the way he started it was like you know all these numbers that we're looking at, all these advanced statistics are what you're being evaluated on. You know, uh, if an NBA scout comes and comes and looks at you, they're not just doing the old eye test. You know, like they did 40 years ago. Uh, now they're looking at advanced numbers, advanced analytics, and those are the things he showed me. You know, like he's like, these are the numbers you're going to be evaluated on, and this is how we're going to improve them. You know, he showed me some things that I could be improving on, some things that I'm currently lacking in, uh, and he can't. He had a plan right away. You know, just like, hey, this is how we're going to get this to a number where it's um, almost popping off the page. You know, where a, a scout is looking at it like, wow, you know, we got to get this guy. <laughs> Well said, Matt. I appreciate that. Uh, how much did you just make a connection with Mark Pope? Because he seems to have a very enthusiastic and infectious personality. Oh, yeah, that was a, a huge part of it for sure. You know, getting on the phone with him for the first time was just just energy that I wasn't that I'm not used to seeing. You know, from a head coach, he was just going crazy. You know, he was super excited to be able to talk to me, you know, as I was excited to talk to him of course but you know he just had this energy this non-stop relentless energy um that every time i was on the phone with him you know like you just want to continue talking to him because you just want to you know get to know him more because he's such an awesome personality and you know that was the decision in the end you know it was just i wouldn't want to miss out on that that was just every time i was thinking about it i was like i can't miss out on playing for coach pope the newest Cougar, Purdue transfer, Matt Harms, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So because we have no games to watch, there's plenty of time for us all to watch you know, clips of you on YouTube. And I saw some stuff in the Minnesota game. Uh, you get the ball, and you put it on the floor with your left hand, and you go around your guy. You were almost, I think you were on the three-point line, kind of a little off the right, but you end up going down the left side of the lane. So you kind of change direction a little bit with the ball and go and lay it in. And with that level of skill, I was thinking... 
Wow, I wonder if he was a smaller player and had a big growth spurt. Did you start playing in the uh, in elementary school, and were you a guard for a while, or is this something you just worked on even though you were always one of the taller guys? No, I'm just going to credit credit this to the Euro- European School of Skill Development. Uh, you know, um, I played uh, in the Netherlands, which isn't really known as a basketball country, for five, five, six years. I started when I was about 12, so I started a little late, I guess you could say, with basketball. Uh, but I played a year in Spain, my last year of, uh, of under 18, like juniors basketball. Uh, and I think that was really valuable. You know, that's, I think they've already accepted the, the positionless game. They accepted it a little earlier than they have over here even. So that was really important for me. You know, guard workouts, I was in there. You know, they weren't just shoving me under the rim. So I really uh, was able to develop that part of my game there. How much did you research the guys that you're going to be playing with this next coming season at BYU? Oh, you know, that was huge. Uh, you know, like my recruitment process took about two and a half, three weeks, something like that. So it was, um, you know, that, that first week was really just spent, you know, making sure I, um, what coaches I liked and what situations I liked. But, you know, as I started narrowing it down, that was that became a huge point for me. Uh, you know, looking at the opportunity, looking at the guys I would be playing with, um, you know, I just saw a team that's ready to, to take the next steps. You know, they, of course, lose a lot of seniors, lose a lot of uh, scoring, but I feel like there's still a lot of guys there, you know, guys who sat out from their transfer, guys who were ready to step up into a bigger role, uh, some quality players coming in. Uh, I really saw a team that was ready to take that next step. So Coach Pope is always recruiting, not just players. He recruits the media. He recruits his fan base. He probably recruits the administrators on campus. I just think he is just always selling his basketball program. And so he told us that one of the things that helped recruit you was, you know, the fan base, the passion, the energy, you know, the feel at those home games. It's not something you can get everywhere. It's not something you can get a lot of places. There's just a handful of schools that really generate that. But then we heard you say, I don't care about all the stuff that a high school kid might care about. I'm going to be there for eight months. So I'm curious how much, you know, did you see tape of the Gonzaga game when they upset, you know, this top-ranked team and bring them down and the place is going nuts? Did you see that? How much did that matter to you? Oh, I mean, it's it's really awesome to see. Uh, you know, of course, my decision became uh, what's the best fit. And, you know, uh, BYU didn't, didn't even need that, you know, just because it was such a great fit for me. But now that I've committed – uh, and seeing the amazing fan support, it's such a great, you know, bonus to it. You know, in the end, that's who you play for. You know, you play um, for the fans to give them a great experience at a game, uh, you know, to really, um, you know, wear, bring them young on your chest with pride. Uh, so it's, it was, that's awesome. That's been awesome to see. You know, it didn't really factor into the decision just because BYU was already such a great fit. But now having seen it, it's just been uh, overwhelming and super positive. So obviously BYU is a religious school. It's got an honor code. I'm sure you knew all about that. They told you about that. And one of the things that really struck out at me is when you said, hey, I'm a 23-year-old man, basically, you know, referencing on the other side, I'm not an 18-year-old kid. Uh, do you think that BYU would have been on your radar as an 18-year-old, but you needed that maturity? If not, you needed that maturity to know that this is something that I'm, I'm fine with now because I'm far more mature at 23 than I would have been four or five years ago. Um, I think you could definitely say that. You know, As an 18-year-old, sometimes you don't really realize, but um, basically everything on the other code is there for you to – 
um, as an athlete, be successful. You know, a lot of those things are probably things you shouldn't be doing anyway. I mean, there's a reason for them to be on there, you know. Um, so it's, you know, now as an older guy, I realize that a lot of those things were things that I was talking about uh, here at Purdue, you know, making sure we're doing the right thing. Uh, you know, and there was, it was more of an informal team uh, set of team rules. But, you know, here having to really be a big part of the university like that really shows that uh, there's a commitment to excellence both on and off the court, and that was really important to me. How much do you get recruited by European clubs to say, hey, you've had a good run in college, but, you know, you, you've lived in Europe, come back to Europe, play in Europe, get paid, be a pro, and don't worry about finishing out the college experience? Uh, well, you know, that wasn't really in play for me. Uh, honestly, you know, especially with um, with the situation over there, how it's going with uh, COVID-19, you know, it's, 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 just, it's pretty, uh, pretty tough over there. I'm hearing from a lot of people that are trying to go over there now. Uh, that it's really hard. You know, a lot of clubs are folding. Um, just the money's not there right now. So honestly, it was never really, it never really came up to me. Um, I just really wanted, you know, I was like, I have one year, might as well, might as well use it, right? You know, everyone always says after college, that was the, the quickest four or five years of their life. Uh, so, you know, I, I didn't want to miss out and only do three or only do four. You have your sights set on the NBA? Yes, that is. I mean, that is my goal. That is my uh, my end goal. You know, um, it's been my dream since I started playing basketball. Uh, you know, being a little kid watching those games. So it's um, it's my goal. And there, I mean, another reason I chose BYU is because you know, Coach Pope, Coach Pope's been there. Uh, you know, he's been through it. He stuck around in the NBA, uh, and I think he can really teach me how to how to get there. Matt Harms joining us. He is the uh, new BYU basketball player, transferred from Purdue. So what do you have to add? What specific stuff have you got to get better at so you can play in the NBA? Um, I think, you know, on defense, i got to show my versatility. Uh, i just got to be better in space, especially, you know, guarding those ball screens when they're, when they're on the three-point line, uh, guarding a smaller guy, being able to switch occasionally. Uh, I think that's going to be really important for me. And offensively, it's just about expanding my game. You know, I've started to shoot threes uh, this past year. Um, but it's something that I feel like Coach Pope's shown he's really good at uh, working on with, with guys. You know, he did it with Yoli, that he shot an amazing percentage. Um, so I really trust him to, you know, handle that part of my development. I think, you know, that's, that's what's asked of the, the modern NBA big, you know, shoot a three, protect the rim, and guard a ball screen. I think those are the big three. Uh, for anyone who's trying to stick around in the NBA, you got to be able to do those things. Yeah, that is so true. I think those things, you just nailed it. Uh, you spoke of Yoli. Wasn't a true center uh, stepping out, and he stepped out more as his uh, college career uh, gone on went on. I'm wondering how much did you get some feedback, maybe not necessarily from the kid himself. I'm speaking of Kobe Lee, because he played more of a center, and he did shoot threes in that offense. Is that something that you investigated to know that there's that opportunity there uh, because you saw Kobe do it to an extent last year? Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, my goal is not to be uh, exclusively playing at the five. You know, uh, that was something that Coach Buck really emphasized as well. He was just my versatility. You know, being able to play both the four and the five. Uh, and, you know, on defense, guarding those smaller guys at the four. Um, so uh, I, I would truly believe that I can step up in both those positions. You know, I can play both those positions at a high level. Um, so it was, you know, just seeing both of them being able to step out and uh, not just shoot from there, but play make from there. Uh, it was really important for me to see. Coach Pope, when he was talking with the media, said you are a 31% three-point shooter. He thought that you could do much better than that. He didn't put a number on it, but he said you had a pretty smooth stroke. So, you know, there was something to work with there. 
Can you be a 35 percenter? Can you be a 40 percenter? Have you got a number in mind that you know will impress scouts? How much upside is there? Um, well, there's there's really no number in mind, uh, just because I think there uh, is no limit to it. You know, like the, it's it's going to be dictated by the work I put in. Uh, so it's really up to me. You know, uh, the way Coach Pope said it is, you know, like they're going to do everything they can as long as I do everything I can. So if I'm putting the work in every single day and doing whatever I can to improve that number, they'll be there for me every single step of the way. Uh, and then we're going to discover together what, you know, how, just how good I can get. So, Matt, if you're going to play for BYU, you got to hate Utah. How much do you hate the Utes already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, you know, I haven't really. <laughs> I think I'll start feeling it once I set foot in Provo. But right now, I'm, I've only been slightly feeling. It. You know, right now there's been a lot of just celebrations of, of BYU fans and the BYU mascots. So I've, I've seen a lot of that, but I haven't really seen the the rivalry yet. So I'm, I'm excited to, you know, get a glimpse of that. Hit YouTube. You might see a couple of feisty games. Ooh. Yeah. I might, I might. There's really nothing else to do, so I'll probably uh, do that today. <laughs> I am curious, how much can you work out? Everybody's situation is different as far as access to weights, access to a court, access to, you know, any any of the stuff you would normally have that would help you improve your game. How much do you have now, and how much are you limited right now? Well, um, so I've been in conversations with uh, with our strength coach, you know, about what I can, if they can send me potentially some stuff, and it looks like they'll they'll be able to uh, send me some home stuff, just some some resistance bands and that kind of thing, uh, so I can really get the work with uh, the workouts he's sending. Uh, then I'm lucky that there's a, a a track basically right behind my house, so I've been able to do conditioning workouts on there, you know, staying in shape. Uh, just the basketball aspect of it is really limited right now. Uh, I really don't have anything available to me. But, um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's hopefully something that um, I either find somewhere or I, I get out the Provo ASAP. Uh, but that's really the part of it that's limited right now. But in terms of uh, workouts, I've been doing bodyweight workouts and, and running. So that's that's an aspect that's staying up the bar. Take us through your journey, because you said you're from the Netherlands. How did you end up in Indiana at Purdue? Uh, right. So, you know, I, I started in the Netherlands, played there for about five or six years. Uh, then I played in Spain, like I said, for my last year, uh, under 18s. Uh, and then um, I went to Wichita, Kansas. I played in Wichita, Kansas for my senior year of high school. Um, then... I uh, wanted to do a post-grad year because I really wasn't getting recruited that much. And then halfway through my post-grad year, uh, Purdue offered me the opportunity to just come to campus right away and be an early enrollee. Uh, you know, so I just took that opportunity, had a great semester there. Uh, we won a Big Ten title. Uh, so that was kind of the journey, you know, coming from camp. Like, it, you know, I didn't really come directly to Purdue from Europe. I, I met that little uh, one-and-a-half-year pit stopping here in Wichita, Kansas. So I'm curious, when you were playing in the Netherlands growing up, you know, the, the European system can be different. Actually, so can the Australian system. The Jazz have an Australian player who's kind of laid out for us, you know, how it worked. Did you have to leave home and go to an academy when you were 14 or 16 or something, or were you always at home? How did that work? Uh, well, the Netherlands isn't really that competitive uh, in basketball, sadly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people doing their best to get it up to that level, but right now it's really just not there yet. Uh, for me, it was about leaving home at 17 uh, to go to Spain to play there. You know, playing in the under 18s. You know, just playing as a as an amateur in the in the the junior leagues. But even then, you know, playing for a Spanish club team was already so much of an improvement um, over what I was doing in the Netherlands. But that academy system is starting to kind of pop up. 
uh, especially in the Netherlands. But Spain really just works under that club system still. How many languages do you speak? Um, just just two. Uh, just Dutch and English. Uh, I really wish I spoke Spanish, but in that one year there, it's never really something that I uh, that I truly picked up. So can you swear at the refs in Dutch and get away with it? Uh, probably not. You can probably hear it. Dutch <laughs> is a very aggressive-sounding language, so even if I said something normal to him, uh, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> it would probably sound quite aggressive. <laughs> All right. I've, I've talked to players who uh, who've gone and played overseas, and they say that's always the first thing they learn. There was a uh, there was a guy who went and played in Russia, and he flew in and joined the team, and had to go on a twenty four hour train trip because they, they had some road trip in Siberia. He said, literally mm-hmm. on the train, I learned three words, and none of them were good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Matt, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out with us and talking a little bit. BYU basketball fans can't wait to see you play, and of course. Uh, Part of that is because they can't wait to see you play, and part of it because it means, you know, on some level, things are getting back to a little bit of normal. So, you know, for all those reasons, I look forward to seeing you out on the court. Thanks a lot for spending a few minutes with us. Thank you so much for having me.